Hello listeners, welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza, with your host, Grace Hopper. National News on Abuse A seven metropolitan police officer is under investigation over claims he subjected his wife to years of control and domestic abuse a court has heard. P.C. Ronald Freeport was placed on restricted duties and removed from work involving the public in October 2020 after his wife Kim accused the officer of coercive control, assault, abusive behavior and sending malicious communications. He was arrested on suspicion of domestic violence in July 2016 and reported for an alleged assault on his wife and son in July 2017, but no further action was taken was accused by his wife for threatening and abusive outbursts and insult towards the family, phone messages to his partner, psychological abuse and physical assaults. The Crown Prosecution Service opted not to pursue criminal charges against PC Peapot in March 2021, but the officer still faces the possibility of disciplinary proceedings, the court heard. Three senior judges refused the officer's challenge to an order made in the Met's disciplinary process, banning him from contacting his estranged wife. The Met police officer argued the senior officer in charge of the disciplinary process had overreacted with the ban, placing unfair restrictions on his private life. The judges conclude that the effect on PC Peapot, who is still able to contact his children, is minimal as his wife has no interest in seeing him. They added that police officers facing disciplinary proceedings remain under a duty to act with integrity and to behave in a manner which does not discredit the police service or undermine public confidence in it. The ruling published this week also reveals that 272 officers within the Met Police are in a similar position to PC Feebot, being banned from contacting a witness while they face disciplinary proceedings. Evening Standard, as reported by Daniel Kean, 1st of February 2023. Subjected his victim to a campaign of repeated abuse over a five month period. The 24 year old subjected his victim to a campaign of repeated abuse and suffering over a period of five months. He was on Wednesday sentenced to 12 years imprisonment after being found guilty of three counts of rape, one count of assault by penetration, and one count of attempted rape. He was also found guilty of three counts of actual bodily harm, two counts of controlling or coercive behavior, and one count of threatening to disclose private photos. The offenses began in February 2022. On one occasion on July 15th last year, the pair were walking together along the riverside of the Thames in Wapin when Anik launched an attack in which he punched her all over her body, tied her hands together and raped her threatened her with a knife, tracked her phone and would turn up uninvited in her workplace. Anik was arrested on July 22nd last year. He was charged and remanded to the prison, awaiting trial. A unanimous verdict was reached on all counts after the three-week trial. Detective Constable Charlotte Huddinson, the investigating officer, said, 
Anik is a controlling predator who subjected the victim, a woman he knew, to repeated abuse and suffering over a period of five months. Actual offenders, he is also a coward. He tried to lie and manipulate his way out of trouble, claiming the bruises he had inflicted on the victim were due to a skin condition, denying sexual offences and blaming arguments on the victim, and attempting to use cultural shame and the release of private images of her in a bid to silence her. Her courage in reporting and persevering through the court process, despite the risks to her own mental and physical well-being, protects others from being targeted by Anik. UK Daily News, reported by Kira Dixon, February 6, 2023. A man who twice raped a woman at his southeast London home after meeting her on Instagram has been sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. Woolwich Crown Court heard how Obaro Okagbare, 32, exploited his victim while a combination of alcohol and cannabis had left her unable to move or speak. Victim in her 20s met Okagbare on the evening of January 31st, 2020, after they exchanged messages on Instagram. They had originally planned to go out, but instead decided to go to Okagbare's house in Holborn Road, Blackheath. Once there, they drank and smoked cannabis before the woman became unwell. She went upstairs to the bathroom where she was ill before being helped to the bedroom by Okagbare, where he described being unable to move or speak. Okagbari then raped her twice while incapacitated. When the woman regained her ability to function, she left the property and contacted the police. Okagbari was arrested on February 2nd, 2020 and later charged with rape. He was found guilty of double rape on January 23rd after a trial at Woolwich Crown Court. On Monday, the same court sentenced him to eight and a half years in prison. He is also said to be on the sex offenders register for an indefinite period. Sergeant Dean Young of the Southeast Public Protection Team said, Okagbari cruelly took advantage of this woman's incompetence and twice raped her when she was unable to consent. The woman he attacked showed tremendous strength and courage in reporting her ordeal to the police and bringing this trial to justice. I hope Okagbari's conviction gives her closure. I also hope this sends a strong message to those who have been victims of such crimes. Please report this to the police as we have specially trained officers who can assist you and help put the perpetrators behind bars. What are your thoughts about this piece? Kindly leave a comment. Thank you. Metro News, reported by Jordan King, Tuesday, 7th of February, 2023. A five-year-old sexually abused by a man, 57, asked mom if bed are bad. The child's mom revealed these details in a heartbreaking statement to President Crown Court as attacker Robert Bell was jailed on Monday. The mom said her daughter cries herself to sleep as the nightmares and fear follow her and has asked if other men are bad too. Belle, who police named a dangerous pervert, has been given an extended determinate sentence of nine years. Her daughter's pain, the mom said, before this, my daughter was a happy, sociable, carefree, typical five-year-old. 
Since the incident, my daughter no longer sleeps well. She was struggling with her sleep that much that our GP had to give her sleeping medication. Last night, she finally fell asleep around 1.30 a.m. in the morning, but said to me she didn't feel safe. I feel as though she falls asleep once the exhaustion finally catches up with her and after she has cried herself to sleep. As a mother, this really upsets me that no matter how much I reassure her, my daughter doesn't feel safe and that no matter what I change, the nightmares and fear follow her. I feel helpless as there's nothing else I can do and I worry that the neighbours must hear her crying at night and think I'm a terrible mother. She went on, my daughter now runs away from men. She doesn't know. She has on occasion asked me if there are bad men too. My daughter's general attitude has completely changed. The incident has aged her. You will think she was a teenager with the way she acts. She gets angry and swears, whereas she wouldn't have before. Bell's phone and computer were searched after an allegation was made of him sexually assaulting a child. Police found 28 indecent images of children including some of the most serious examples of child sexual abuse. The predator of no fixed address pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting a girl under the age of 13 and making innocent images of children. He was put behind bars for nine years and extended terminates sentence as Judge Andrew Jeffries QC named him someone who is a high risk to children. Bell will have to prove to the parole board that he no longer poses a danger before he can be considered for early release. He was also made subject of an indefinite sexual harm prevention order, an order to sign the sex offenders register for life. What are your thoughts about this? Do you think such men should be castrated? Leave your thoughts and comments at rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. Metro News by Will Neal, Monday, 6th of February 2023. Couple plotters bring street trader to UK to have a skinny for their daughter. A Nigerian senator and his wife conspired to have a support street trader's kidney, a court has heard. Prosecutors accused Ike Ikwere Madu, his wife Beatrice, and their 25-year-old daughter, Sonia, as well as medical middleman Dr. Obina Obeta of luring the unidentified victim to the UK with a promise of up to £7,000 and a better life. Ikwere Madu was formerly deputy president of the Nigerian Senate for three consecutive terms. At the opening of the defendant's trial at the Old Bailey on Monday, the court heard that Ike and Beatrice's daughter, Sonia, was to have received the kidneys man in an operation at the Royal Free Hospital in Hampstead, North London. Treatable with dialysis, but curable with a transplant, the victim apparently did not understand he had been transported for the purpose of donating his kidney until his first appointment at the hospital and was relieved when he learned that the procedure would not go ahead. The conspiracy allegedly involved elaborate steps to create the impression that Sonia and the man were cousins, which they are not. Other potential donors are understood to have been reviewed before the victim was eventually selected. At the time, he was scraping a living 
selling phone parts at a public market in the Nigerian capital of Lagos. Under the direction and financial control of the conspirators, the street trader was allegedly transported to London in February 2022. In exchange for giving up his kidney, he is understood to have been promised a cash sum of up to £7,000, as well as the opportunity to remain and work in the United Kingdom. When the transplant procedure was not undertaken as planned, further options were explored for potentially moving forward with another donor in Turkey. Hugh Davis Casey for the prosecution described Ike and Beatrice as significant figures in Nigerian society. He said Ike's status and influence had produced a significant degree of wealth. They had international connections. There are, however, certain things that money and status cannot guarantee in any family and they include good health. Most parents, whether powerful or not in society, will do whatever is necessary to alleviate the suffering of their children. The Aquarium Madus were no different. The evidence from downloads from their mobile phones and wider actions demonstrates a close, open and loving family, each with an understandable and direct interest in Sonia's medical treatment. But Davis went on. Proceedings were not concerned with the couple's motivation, rather the lengths they were willing to go to improve their daughter's health. Under UK law, it is legal to donate a kidney, but a criminal offence to provide someone with compensation for doing so. Davis said, relative to the wider cost of the process, measured in tens of thousands of pounds, which would have been done privately, the victim's reward was to be a small fraction of the whole. He added to him, a street trader from Lagos, these sums and rewards were significant. All three members of the Aquarium Madu family on trial denied the charges against them. The trial continues. What are your thoughts? Kindly leave your comments at rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. BBC News, 23rd of January 2023, a Glasgow priest convicted of sexually abusing four girls. Father Nell McGarrity, who has been added to the Sex Offenders Register, targeted his victims at two churches as well as his parish home. The 68-year-old was found guilty at Glasgow Sheriff Court of four sexual assaults and one charge of engaging in sexual activity. The charges span from December 2017 to February 2022, with the girls aged between 10 and 16. Sheriff Vincent Lerny said the priest carried out touching of a sexual nature. He told the court, I was impressed with the care the witnesses gave their evidence and were not exaggerating in any way. I am satisfied that the contact and inappropriate touching was the beginning of getting to something more serious. I'm satisfied this was a single course of conduct systematically pursued by you. The court heard from a girl who said she was repeatedly hugged by the priest when she was aged 10 or 11 at St. Thomas's Church in Reedier. The witness stated that Margarete made her feel uncomfortable. The girl added that he stroked her arm and hugged her. A second girl told the court that she phoned Childline about the priest not long after meeting him. The girl said that on separate occasions, he rubbed her waist, chest, arm, and touched her leg. A third girl told the court, 
McGarrity put his arms around her at St. Benedict's Church in Cantrell, as well as St. Thomas. A 25-year-old woman said she spotted the priest and her younger sister in a prolonged embrace at his parish home. McGarrity told the court he was stunned to hear of the allegations. Sentencing was deferred pending background reports until March 2023. Margarty had been granted bail. What are your thoughts about this? Kindly leave your comments at rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. Rising above shadows of abuse. Twitter, rising above abuse. This has been Grace Upper for Raza, rising above shadows of abuse. Be positive and stay safe. See you on our next episode and bye for now.